0: Six. Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 257, Battling Boy. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Hello. What's up? Nothing. Battling Boy by Paul Pope. By Paul Pope. Yes. Yeah. The, the one and only. The one and only Paul Pope. The only good cartoonist from Ohio? No. no there's better. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know about better. There's but Jeff Smith. There's, there's also other good cartoonists from Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Rimmer. I don't know who that is. He the that, uh, Harvey Picar, Cleveland book. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, there's plenty. there's plenty. There's, there's Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really cartoonist. Yeah. 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 More of a Kyle Hotz. Yeah. Kyle Hotz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, All of yeah. our friends. All of our friends. Uh, Pat Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jason Young. Oh, the, uh, I uh, it. Bruce Hughes. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin Lawson. Uh, All sorts of uh, Ohio cartoonists who are all very good. It's true. We are a hotbed of cartooning. We are. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, now Columbus does have the largest comic art museum in the country. Yes. That's great. It is. It's pretty lucky. Yes. How exciting. Yes. Uh speaking of exciting, uh uh-huh. should we talk about Battling Boy? We should talk about Battling Boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's by Paul Pope. hmm It's uh like I feel like I've heard about this for years. Okay. Um like I mean just the actual book. Like, right. like uh he's been working on it forever or at least promoting it or thinking about it or something because I I feel like it's been like five years uh since I first heard about this book and it just came out like a month ago. uh uh-huh. so, yep. so that's exciting. It's finally here. Yeah. I uh, don't know that I've heard about it for so long, but I, I do feel like it has been a thing that has been happening for a while. All right. That uh, took a while to, to get there. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, and, uh, I, I enjoy Paul Pope's artwork. Oh, yeah. He, he is... Uh, pretty darn good right Uh, that thing that he does I agree Uh, have you read a lot of Paul Pope I've not read a lot of Paul Pope Uh, I read uh, I can't remember if it was a hundred percent or heavy liquid that I tried to read Mm -hmm. and could not get through like even the first issue I think heavy liquid was that way for me I didn't really care for that one yeah I think it was heavy liquid. There's the one about like shoving balls of things in your ear, right? Uh- <laughs> I think maybe. I just remember that I thought the color was very off-putting for oh, that series, and that was the main thing that I didn't like about it. Right. I just thought it was a uh, very uh, poorly written and mm-hmm. couldn't get through it. Right. Because of that. I think you're thinking of The Dark Knight Strikes Again. <laughs> oh. No, that was the best coloring I've seen since Okay Panic. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I, I would agree yeah, that I've mostly known Paul Pope as a really good artist over the years. Uh-huh. Um, he he generally always writes his own stuff, right? Um, but eh, he's a much better artist than his right. writer. Yeah, but I would say. This is my favorite thing he's ever written. Really? Yeah. Because I kinda didn't like it. Really? Yep. Are you serious? Yep. What? You didn't like the story? Uh. Overall, no. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, because I loved, uh, Batman Year One Hundred. I thought that was pretty great. I still haven't read that. Uh, but uh, you know, I, when I when I spend uh uh sixteen dollars plus shipping and handling on a on a thing on a two hundred page book, uh, there better be a complete fucking story in that thing. You know that did really surprise me too. Especially if he did work on it for four or five years. Yeah, when I got to about let me see, I think it was about page you know one seventy five or something. I started thinking. Is this gonna wrap up before it ends? Like I was not sure, but then yeah, within like five or ten pages of the end, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is not gonna end here." Yep, that was that was surprising, but I didn't care because I didn't spend any money on it. Well, <laughs> um, huh. So that's the main thing about the story. Don't uh-huh. you think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's no well, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it feels like... I got ripped off. It feels like the end of a good chapter, though. It shouldn't be a chapter. Yeah. But, but it may be... He didn't want to work on it for 20 years before he, he put out the first one. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> he should at least end it at a pretty decent place that ends. Instead of a to-be-continued, yeah. basically. It it kind of feels like the end of a season, though. Because something kind of... Is bubbling and, you know, boiling. There's no end of a season. This takes 20 minutes to read. (laughs) It's 200 pages long. Oh, it took me an hour at least. (laughs) I kind of lingered on the art because, seriously, I thought it was some of his best art. Oh, it's great looking. But it doesn't fucking end. Mm, Right. I was surprised by that, but it didn't seem to bother me. Oh, it bothered me. (laughs) Well, well, should we go through the story here? Sorry. Uh, no. this <laughs> this kid is kind of like basically like Thor's son, sort of. Uh, it's got kind of a Inhumans, New Gods kind of thing going yeah. on. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's like his father's a god, I think. Yeah, he he uh, or a demigod at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically they they live on a world full of, uh, heroic gods, and, and his father is sort of the, uh, I guess... Kind like of the zeus Sort of, I yeah. guess, yeah. Uh, we we don't get much info on, uh, on their world or anything like that. His father kind of reminds me of a cross between Hercules and Thor, as far as, like, attitude and appearance and yeah. power. Uh, I also added a uh, little bit of, uh, Orion in there from the new gods. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh alright. So I like elements of this story. Which is why when I get to the end and it doesn't end or at least end in a satisfactory place, I get even more pissed off because I did enjoy what was building what was building up, right? And and I love the world that he had built with both the, the god world, or whatever it is, and the, the world that Battling Boy gets sent to. Right. Because uh, cause there's a lot of interesting things being set in place that, you know, aren't ever fully explained. Right. And, you know, like the monsters. Right. And, you know, I don't need things like that fully explained. I don't particularly want things like that fully explained. I do want a complete story when I spend 16 bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm with you on on that. I, I think I think it should have ended, or or at least had more resolution than it did right. before it went on to the next chapter. But yeah, l- listen, I get that. You know, obviously he is gonna maybe try to do a second one or whatever, yeah, or, right. or build something that's cool. I am down with that, but uh, you know, everything's gotta end, though. So. Right. You know, like, like, I go back to, uh, the, the book, uh, Adam Warren's book, Empowered. Uh, there's like eight volumes of that thing, and they're all like 100, 200 pages long. And every single one of them tells at least a complete story. Right. But also continues and builds and, and works. It's, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. It should be the only way to I, do it. But honestly, I think that boils back down to he, he's more of an artist where, like that's like a writer's choice right and I think his writing's getting better because I honestly think I think this was the most enjoyable read like story wise of his that I've ever read but at the same time it feels like he's still learning <coughs> some writer lessons you know like like that is a big one because that could that could lose some fans you know like like you know like you I'm yeah I may I may not want the second volume of this because uh, you know I got burned. all right Yeah. Oh, but it's beautiful. Oh, it's great. Oh my gosh. And and like, there's like some kind of cartoony elements to it that I don't think I've seen in his stuff before. Like where characters are just like, you know, their facial expressions or or the timing of it is just like goofier and weirder, which I love. Like. I think that's awesome if he's gonna incorporate more of that in his work, right? Because his work always has like a really awesome, stylish design to it, like, especially all the landscapes and alien characters. But and you know, and sometimes they're fun. Like THB was fun at times, but yeah, this is. I think this is the most fun story I've ever read by him. I, I love the the kid with the, He's got like. A dozen different t-shirts with different animals on them. Right. And those animals are basically like power spirit totems yeah, or yeah. something. And whatever he wears, is he, he can get the power of the griffin or whatever. Right. It's pretty cool. It's a good idea. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of stuff in this book too, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish you would have followed through and, you know. Closed it up. Wrapped it up a little. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean you know you gotta look at this like uh I mean uh you gotta look at it like like a movie, I guess, and uh you, you know like look, like the first Star Wars you know was successful, and then they made more because it was successful, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm sure Lucas had plans for other sequels at mm-hmm. the time,, period, yeah. but he at least made sure that that first movie.
1: Tied everything right,
0: in, uh, the bow, you know, before deciding to continue on. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Star Wars is kind of one big. Oh, you're right though; it does have more resolution. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I do know that Paul Pope is hugely influenced by manga, and and manga like 200 pages is like an issue of a manga. Sure. Right. So maybe he's like kind of thinking like this is just the first issue of his of his manga. Yeah, but they crank those out. Yeah, like, it's gonna take, take him daily. a little longer. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know that, uh, four or five years from now, I'd be, even if I had loved this, I don't know that I would be interested well, in volume two five years down the line. After I finished reading it, I did look up to see, cause I was like, what? You know, I was surprised. Right. I looked online and, uh, and there was this interview with him about it, and he said that the sequel to it comes out next year but but <laughs> it's actually a prequel <laughs> because it's more of about aurora the haggard west's character's daughter okay um so it's more about her um well haggard west like at the beginning of the beginning of the battle boy there's a superhero in the town acrop Acro- Ar- acropolis acropolis um he gets killed and his daughter basically finds his back cave. I mean she's kind of his sidekick anyway. Right. But she Well she is. Yeah, yeah. she she knows everything about it. Yeah. But she and, but during the story she kind of like becomes privy to things that maybe she hadn't seen before. It seems like I don't think so. I don't think it was that at all. I right. think it was uh her her father died in battle fighting right. this town full of monsters. Uh and that uh, when he died, he, she decided that well someone's got to take his place. Right. You know, like, uh, because it is basically, it, it looks like, you know, she's, uh, you know, being trained, right. you know, to, to be his replacement, but at a very slow pace, you know, yeah. because he is, he's still around being a superhero, but then he's dead, and so her teacher then decides that, well, you know, they're, they're just going to continue on as they have, but she decides that she needs to... Up the timeline on that because the town is still being attacked by monsters and now they don't have a protector. Right, yeah. right. So that's the way I read it. See, but it, but when she got the ring, she got his flight ring and started unlocking all the doors. Uh-huh. I get the feeling that she'd never been in those rooms before. Like, she, she seemed... Uh, I never got that feeling at all. Really? fair, yeah. Because she seemed to like... She was like, you know, she seemed to be kind of wowed by everything. Uh, I didn't get that at all. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they didn't really go out and say one way or the other. Right, but... But so so yeah, that that character, Aurora, um the daughter, is is like basically what the, the what the second book is about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> um <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know if you'll be interested in that one. Probably not. not, no. Yeah. Uh, should I should uh should have made sure that this one uh you know Wrapped up, like I said. Stories have beginnings, middle, and ends, not uh, beginnings and middles. Oh, <laughs> well, apparently some of them do. <laughs> there, there is a fine line between cliffhanger and just uh, stopping, right. Yeah, like Back to the Future. That's kind of a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. At the beginning of the first movie. Because it wraps up and you're, oh, like, yeah. you're like, oh yeah. you end of the movie. Uh-huh. And, exactly. And then, like, then they give you this basically what would now be the after trailer. Oh yeah. It's like the Marvel thing. Yeah, like the Marvel movies. They uh, they all have tell one complete story and then it's easy about the next one coming out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the way to do it. That would have been better. Uh uh-huh. But it, it didn't bother me. It really didn't. Just because I enjoyed it so much. I like things that end yeah <laughs> yeah what do you think of the awesome villains though like sedesto <coughs> and coil and nails those guys yeah i was okay with them i love this i love that whole villain thing i uh i was more interested in the other villains that were in the bar that they go to mm-hmm. uh like the main villains are all like these weird hooded mummy type guys they kind of remind me of the hate monger from marvel a little bit okay like that hooded <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what they remind me of. Yeah. Uh they just sort of reminded me of uh like like uh clansmen from No, just like uh like Cobra Goons or like, you know, just uh nameless bad guys from like Thundercats or uh <laughs> right. or, you know Silverhawks or uh, Right. but like all the like the other villains or whatever that are hanging out in the bar that they go to, uh like they all had like more unique looks. Yeah, and I was yeah, yeah. interested in more of them. Well, yeah, that's that was one of my favorite parts is the bar scenes because yeah, cause, yeah this team all look exactly like those right. those hooded guys with the bandages, and I feel like every everybody else is kind of like a villain that's just out for themselves, and this sadistos group are like the only like organized right criminals, and he's trying to get the other guys to, <clears throat> to join him, like the wolf guy and the there's a guy that actually looks like a an evil version of THB. Okay. um. um which I thought was cool. I don't know if that's on purpose, but... Um, yeah, the the bar scenes were awesome. I like the big monster. Humumbra? Yeah. Whatever, whatever his he name was. was. Cool. Yeah. He was cool. He was cool. He goes around eating cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, l- I liked a lot of elements of this book. I really did. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, 10, 20 pages towards the end when I realized that it wasn't going to end. Yeah it really ruined everything for me. Because I did love it up till that point. Right. Yeah. yeah, And it is an almost irreversible thing about it now is that, that it's just not like the movie irreversible <laughs> where if I have to watch someone get raped for ten minutes, but... <laughs> yeah. It does kind of... I mean, there's some elements of closure, like, uh, you know, like, Five pages before it ends, Battling Boy reveals a pretty big secret to the town. Right. Um, and, you know, everything is kind of, like, I mean, there's still monsters there, but, you know, that like, the day is kind of finished, at least, as far as... It's not like there's a battle still actually happening when the book ends. It's, no. But it's still, like, you know, none of the conflict is right. resolved at all. None. Yeah. None. Yeah. yeah. None. <laughs> yeah. It it could have been better, better uh, resolved, yeah, more resolution, more closure. But I I think it's awesome. Like, like the it did not ruin it for me, and I, and I do think it's his best art and his best storytelling, and the colors great. Some uh, somebody I'm not familiar with. What's your name? Uh, Hilary Sycamore colored it. Never heard of it. I never heard of it. but no, yeah, so, hard, yeah. The color is great. Right. A simplistic color. Mm-hmm. Uh, just. It's pretty flat, but uh, it's fine. Uh... Because usually his stuff is either in black and white or it's in kind of monotone color. Right. And I definitely don't like the monotone color, but sometimes there's so many lines on everything that things get kind of muddled and lost in his black and white stuff. So I think this is just yeah, just the way it looks is just perfect. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think. Can't remember if heavy liquid was uh, color or not. Uh, I feel like it was like, maybe it was that monotone. Yeah, like big of chunks of red and big chunks of blue. Right. And, uh, but you know, like, uh, yeah, Batman Year One Hundred was in full color, and uh, I think uh, I think I read the uh, Wednesday Comics thing he did, the Adam Strange, Strange yeah, yeah, that was in color. It that was, was really good. Yeah, that was great. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I like all the concepts in it, and I like the. You know, I like the world that he was building. Uh, you know, both worlds, like I said, the, the God world, and, and, you know, what is supposed to be, I guess, our world. Right. Know, it's not. Right. You know, uh. You know, I like, uh, I like Battling Boy's, you know, power set, basically. Yeah. Like, he's just got these t shirts that he has to. <laughs> Figure out which one he needs to wear in order to win a battle. And uh, Oh, yeah, I don't think we mentioned that. Like, at the beginning of the story, he's basically just playing ball with the kids in the neighborhood. And, and you find out it's, like, his coming of age day. Right. He, he, uh, he's turned 13. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, uh I guess, everyone on this world. Or maybe at least just the sons of the gods mm-hmm. or whatever. Or, well, not the sons because they, they mention a uh, the daughter uh, the daughter wants to. Uh, but just anyone who turns 13, you know, gets sent to other worlds to, uh, basically learn to be superheroes. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And then they're supposed to come back probably. Right. Yeah. Something. But some of them don't, as, as was kind of foreshadowed in the beginning of the book. Someone's right. like, my sister never came back. And, right. And Valiant boy kind of, kind of lingers there too. Yeah. You know, after he fights his first monster. Right. Well, also, you know, when they say she never came back, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, she died or anything. Maybe right. she just decided to stay. Yeah. Right. Maybe she just became the hero. Exactly. It happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's sure. why I, That's why I'm still here. Exactly. You're being a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I've saved this mud ball more times than I can remember. You <laughs> people never even tip me at Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay, no. Here's a question. Okay. Uh, completely unrelated to comics. At okay. All. okay. Um, last Christmas... The guy who had been delivering the paper to my mother's house, where I live in the basement, because I'm awesome and have no job. Um, Thirty-six, and I'm thirty-six, but I'm a superhero from another planet. So don't fuck with me, people. (laughs) No, but so they, the guy that was the newspaper delivery guy for like a year, uh, quit, like delivering right before Christmas. Okay, and so when Christmas came around. You know, my mom had a brand new paper delivery person like like two weeks into the delivery thing. So she didn't tip him. Okay. You know, for Christmas because she was like, I, you know, I, I you, know, I've not, you know, he's just started. Right. And so now we get a letter in the mail that said our guy that we've had since last December that didn't get tipped last Christmas, uh-huh. he just quit. Uh-huh. And there's a new person delivering our our newspapers. And... And, you know, and she, like, wrote a little note and said, you know, here's my address, you know, Merry Christmas. And and my mom's like, I, I don't think I want to tip her because she's brand new. Right. She's like, but should I try to, like, somehow find, you know, the other guy's address? And, like, you know, because I don't think she kept it, you know, from right. last Christmas. And, like, try to tip him because he did a really good job all year. I'm like, like who do you tip? You don't tip the new person that's never proven themselves that, do you? You shouldn't tip any of them. What? You always tip the newspaper people at Christmas. No, you don't. Oh, yeah. Why would you? Oh, well, first of all, it baffles me that you know that there are people who actually do this. As far as I'm concerned, they they, they should just be like Gideon ninjas and just slipping through the dark of night and drop off your paper, right. and you should never know that they exist. No proof that a person was actually there. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they get paid? Well, my brother and mother delivered papers in the early 80s, uh-huh. and it's, you know, it's a hard job. Sure. I mean, you know, you're out there in but the But they cold. got paid, right? I mean, not much. Well, of course d- not, because you're delivering papers. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's nice, like, people used to tip them at Christmas. So. Uh, they shouldn't have. <laughs> So we've always tipped over the years. But, right. but now it's like, do we search out, find, you know, like, hire a detective to get this other guy? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Just no tipping at all? No, but we're going to tip somebody. Uh, tip your waiter. I don't go out to either. Those anymore. are the only people who should get tipped, waiters. Really? You yeah. don't? You don't tip anybody else? Why would I? I always tip, like, you know. I even when I go through the drive-thru and get oh, a fuck no. beverage, I always give them something. No! Yeah. No. I'm a tipper. you got to save that money. I, well, now now I don't do any of that stuff. You're good? Yeah. I mean, I still get the paper, but that's only because, you know, she gets the paper. Yeah, no, yeah. Just waiters. Waiters get tipped. That's it. Uh, and only if they do a good job. How about hairstylists? Well, I wouldn't know anything about that because... Uh, <laughs> I guess apparently that is customary, but, uh, you know, I've gotten free haircuts for 35 years, so... You know, I got, like, five tattoos before I knew it was customary to tip your tattoo artist. I don't think you should do that either. Well, yeah, and it's really expensive. (laughs) So, I had no idea. I thought that was all factored in. But, apparently, yeah, you're supposed to. Oh, no. 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 Tipping's good for the soul. No, eh? it's not. Especially at Christmas, right? Nope. They've been doing a good job all year. neat nope. like they put our paper in a little bag when it's, you know. Yeah, because they're supposed to. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're doing a good job. Right. And they're getting paid very little, though. I mean, they get paid more than waiters. They get paid more than two dollars an hour. Right. But, exactly. But it's like minimum wage. Maybe. Maybe minimum wage. It might be less. It's um, minimum mo- yeah. wage. They have to get paid that. It, it might. I don't know. It, it might be less. Because that is not a tipped position. The only tipped position are people who work at restaurants. And not even all people who work in restaurants, just the waiters and bartenders. Right. right the yeah. only people who should get tipped. No, no, And customers. only, only, only if they do a good job. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I do agree with that. If I get shitty service, I'm not going to tip the same amount that I would. You should if tip. I get a good tip. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you get shitty service, don't tip. I might give like 50 cents. No. Or No, that is just encouraging. Okay, okay, I'll say this. Maybe a couple of cents. Right, so they don't think you just forgot. Right, right. So that way they know that they did a shitty job because they're looking at three pennies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'll let you know how it turns out. Food delivery drivers also, you can tip them. Sorry, just food related. Yes. Okay. Yep. How about the grocery store? Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll probably. We'll, I'll. I'm sure it'll progress in a way that you do not approve of, and I'll inform you how it how it rolled, how it rolled up to the finish line. Uh, but if you're uh, dumb enough to want to tip your newspaper delivery guy, or your mailman, or whatever the fuck. Uh, you know, uh... No, yeah, that guy uh, didn't stick around even a year, so, uh, yeah, he doesn't deserve a tip at all. It's true. It's true. And yeah, you shouldn't tip the uh, the new girl either, because she just started. Yeah, who so, knows, right? Yeah, exactly. Knows she may quit in a no month. Right. No. I, mean, I mean, ideally, again, shouldn't tip any of them <laughs> anyway. But definitely, you shouldn't be tipping these people for the situations that you have laid out. <laughs> If, if you were supposed, if, if you were inclined to tip them, right, you shouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not tipping anybody. I don't no, give, no. I have no money. <laughs> um, And they, they don't take a uh, credit cards. Yeah, they a no. present tip. You're know? so. you going to tip Paul Pope? <laughs> um... Mm, yeah, yeah, I'll tell them 20% of what I paid to read this. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, why don't you just uh, give me 20% of the uh, the cover price, and uh, that way I won't feel <laughs> so bad for having read this unfinished crap. I'll, I'll trade you something for it. Well, uh, it's autographed to you, though. Yeah, you can't. I can't even sell this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's another Eric out there. Could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Another Eric that likes uh, Paul Pope that didn't get an autographed for Boy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh. That'd be a very specific eBay listing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I'm sure it applies. It's Christmas right. time. There might be an Eric out there that you know. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's, uh... You know, our, our, uh, our local uh, video game used uh, video store thing. Smut Peddlers. Uh, Smut Peddlers, uh, a.k.a. Game Swap. Uh, they've got a couple of movies and, in, in, like, television programs that I would uh, probably like to have, uh, you know, a purchase on, on DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're autographed to some guy named Miguel. Really? Yeah. That's even cooler. And, uh... Well, I'm not going to buy those. The DVDs are autographed. Yeah. Huh. Uh, in fact, uh, there's a, they have a copy of a movie that uh, we watched recently, Spider Baby, mm-hmm. which uh, I would enjoy owning that because I enjoyed that movie. Uh, but it's autographed to Miguel. But, I mean, is it, like, right across the face of the cover? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That would be <laughs> kind of annoying. It's kind of funny that it's Miguel. It's not like Bob, you know? Right. You know, it's but there's like four other DVDs that they have that are all also autographed to, to Miguel. Miguel. Yeah. Wow, he just got rid of all I of them. I guess he did, yeah. Huh. Miguel's downsizing. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, if uh, if you don't mind the lack of closure in this book, you might, you might rush out and buy the new Battling Boy from First to Second. It's... Pretty to look at. It is really good up until a point, uh, but to me, it was absolutely infuriating that uh, it did not end. Right. And that's probably how our listeners feel right now. So maybe we should take a break. All right. <laughs> We're back. Hello. We were talking over the break about how I could possibly think <laughs> of something to trade you for Island Boy, and I and I realized um, I did bring something that oh. maybe could sweeten the deal a little bit. Okay, I'll give you give you a little enticement. I was going to give you a pack of Youngblood trading cards. <laughs> I I thought this might be a fun thing we could do during the show. We could each open a pack. And maybe, uh, talk about the beauty that's inside. Okay, all right. These are actual, still, original, sealed comics, comic images, Youngblood trading cards from Mm. from 1992. Look for prism cards. I've found one. Nice. Out of the ones I've opened. Uh, If you get one, I'm not gonna try to take it from you. It's yours. This is, uh, wow. First of all, this is very warm. It's been in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, second of all, the other day, I was hanging out with our friend Matt Brassfield. Oh, yeah. And, uh, they, uh, at that, uh, at the game, aforementioned, uh, GameSwap. Mm-hmm. And they had boxes of the Spider-Man 30th Anniversary trading oh, cards. Oh, wow, yeah, I remember those. And, uh, we both opened a pack each, so, uh... And uh, they also had Prism cards that uh, we were looking for. Nobody got one, though? No, no, no. no, Uh So so this is uh, not the first time in the past three or four days that I have done <laughs> something <laughs> like this. Now, how should we do this? Should we each open them simultaneously and maybe reveal a uh, card each? each? Okay. And, like, sort of see who... Can we play war with them Basically, somehow? yeah, yeah. Let's... Which one's more awesome? Right, right. Okay. <laughs> and I think it'll be obvious to both of us which one's more awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we are opening our Youngblood packs. These are uh twenty <laughs> one year old packs of cards. Yeah. Very good condition. The uh packaging. Oh yeah. The, uh, packaging. yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, very poor reproduction of Rob yeah. Liefeld Art in the front. <laughs> it's got a uh, shaft yeah. from Youngblood on the cover. Yeah, really good, good color on that too. Yeah. <laughs> so should we just go on the top here? Alright. All right. I've got gauge. Alright. Uh, hold on, I'm going to get into position so I can actually see what you were throwing down here. That's pretty great. That is it, pretty good. That, that is classic life. Gauge with tiny little feet. Yeah. Uh, bandolier bullets and uh, shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a big it, red guy, it, it looks, looks like. It looks like he's running down the side of a skyscraper, maybe. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, I have freedom. Ooh. Uh there's actually two characters on this one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh wait a minute are there any feet on that picture? There are no feet. Uh you may have Because <laughs> that is a classic <laughs> life <lifeboat> move. <laughs> <laughs> and you do have shoulder pads too. Uh, yeah, I do have the pads. bullet belt though. <laughs> right. I do have well one of the characters is wearing his thigh uh utility belt. That actually could be a foot there. I mean that's it could be without an expert here to to verify. <laughs> Maybe we should have a a like a tiebreaker. All right, because that's uh, pretty close. Well, we we both still have nine cards to go. Here, right. So okay. so let's uh you know, let's not declare any winners yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I got a close-up of Badrock's face with uh, what appears to be green yogurt coming out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's holding a spoon. Yeah, uh, yep, that is, it's pretty spectacular. <laughs> and the and the title of the card is lunch on the back because <laughs> they all have titles. <laughs> oh, some of them have really like some of them just describe the character that you're seeing on the back, right? But some of them have, um, oh, I think I think you may have won that original one because I looked on the back, and not only does it have the description of the scene, but some of them, like I said, have a bonus thing. And and it says note tracing comic art with some of Rob's first art training. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty great. Uh, all right. Uh, well, my next one is called Diversion. So you get that one. Okay. We'll right. uh, well, that was yours. Oh well, well, it's like war. Like you won. Oh, you okay, won, I won you, that one. set. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So I got bad rock eating uh, okay, green, right, green right. yogurt. I got you. <laughs> okay, so this one is called Diversion. And, uh, it is of, uh, Shaft and his civilian identity tackling a mugger. Uh, it also has a note. Oh, you get all the notes. Uh, Brigade is created in ink by Rob Liefeld, scripted by Hank Cannels, and penciled by Merritt Michaels. Merritt Michaels! <laughs> this book will begin after the Elmblood series. Alright, and that is, uh, hmm. I, I think I may have won that. It's got to go to the Bad yeah. Rock there. Yeah. Ooh, is it Bad Rock or Bedrock in this? Oh, oh, that's a good question. It is Bedrock. Nice. I definitely win. Oh yeah. Pre losses. Pre losses. Let's see. Ooh, actually, is this the cover to Youngblood number one? I think that's what that is. Uh or, no, or, it is not. Or Youngblood number zero. It looks like one of the covers. It, uh, yeah, I don't think it is. It's very similar to one of the covers. Yeah, he probably redrew it a lot. Yeah, but uh, I think it's just a, uh, just a, uh, promo art or something like right, that. Right, right. Uh, but it is, uh, it's, uh the description team. is pretty bad. Good team shot. It's a good. Uh, the, uh, the description is that Youngblood is a realistic approach to superheroes. <laughs> ah. <laughs> of course. And you have a note? Oh, there is a note. Yeah. In the upworld world, the powers race is not nuclear, but genetic engineering. <laughs> That's a lame note, though. Yeah, it is. Alright, so mine is called Unbeatable. And it is uh, just a pinup up of Die Hard. Oh. Um, Aww. Yeah, well, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're both mediocre. Yeah. I mean, because there's feet on yours, so you don't get the... The lack of feet points. Right. I do get the lack of feet points. They're hiding behind the thing. That is true. But you get the cool buildings. Right. I like felt landscape buildings are always great. Right, right. And they're rare. And Die Hard is uh, one of the few relative characters now. He was a prophet. Right, right, know, so. yeah. So maybe we'll call that a tie. We'll call that one a draw. We'll a, a tiebreaker. All right. right. Oh, this one is oversized. <laughs> That's the name of this dude. He looks kind of like... <laughs> He looks looks like a World Wrestling Federation mix with Thor. Maybe he's got like Thor's shirt. I think uh, think that's just uh, supposed to be a shadow. Is it? See, it says Brahma, whose real name is Jeff, (laughs) came (laughs) from a triplet cell that never split. Due to his huge size, his mother died while giving birth to him. Ah, That's fucking awesome! Oversized. His <laughs> poor mother. <clears throat> uh, wow, I... don't know what the fuck is happening in this one. <laughs> but it is titled, The Kill. And uh, it says, Combat not only beats Cousain's armored soldiers, he wants to kill them. And... Uh. I think it's supposed to be a landscape. Oh, yeah. Sized. It's like a some sort of fight happening. Yeah. Hmm. Those are both kind of mediocre, too. Yeah. I think we're still going here for a time. Right here. What do you think? Yeah. Oops. Oh, I got unobedient. Uh, Someone who is not as obedient as the rest of the members of Youngblood is the free-spirited Vogue. Plus a note... No matter what pose a villain strikes, this beautiful martial arts expert will knock them out. Well, it's uh, I got no feet, no feet, and buildings, and buildings, and uh, boobs, and shoulder wear. Right, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Right. Uh, well, mine is Brahma. Oh, it's got a different uh, description on the back than uh, the one you did. It's the guy who killed his mother during childbirth. Right. Uh, Brahma is an extremely dis- Brahma is in an extremely dysfunctional family. His brother suffers from muscular dystrophy, and his father blames him for his mother's death. Ooh! And it is uh, an extreme close-up of Brama's face. Oh, that's pretty extreme. That's, <laughs> it's the Liefeld, It's a rare Liefeld uh, open mouth shot. He's, rare, I would say. The, most of his are open mouth. I, I thought they're always just gritting their teeth. but uh, like, like you can actually see his tongue. Right. Right. Uh, but that is pretty much the focus of that image right yeah he had his tongue and his red nose yeah he's yeah. been drinking <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> forget somehow about his the way he killed his mother right is this uh, is it looks like the skin of his mouth goes in like his cheek goes inside of his under his top right layer of teeth yeah that's pretty amazing uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh uh I'm gonna say you you win that one, because uh, I don't know. It's, That's a pretty great face. It's pretty great. It's got yeah, the hatch lines in right. the on the forehead and the, yeah. the cheek inside of his mouth somehow. Right. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead. all right. It. I w- I I might be a little more reluctant if there was a prism card in this pile. Oh so, yeah. So yeah. you just won. Well, you oh, won, I won, just whole won the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. You got like all eight of those cards. Okay. All right. I got uh for the fun of it. Finding great pleasure in killing sci-fi would do it for free. Note, after calling in response to a television ad, Rob was featured in a Spike Lee jeans commercial. Holy shit, I got the Spike Lee mention. Uh, that's, that's some points. Uh, it's a pretty good picture, too. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's, he's on fire or electric. He's got electricity. Yeah, no feet. No feet, yeah. Uh, There's also an open mouth uh grimace shot. With some... uh uh, speed lines in the background. Some speed lines and some really shitty Rob Liefeld blood. So I'm, I'm pretty That's confident pretty on this That's one. It's pretty great. All right, mine is Prophet. Oh? Uh, mysterious character Prophet is heavily armed and is out to spread the word on Youngblood. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a note. Uh, numbskulls are a group of guys who are literally the rejects of all the genetic engineering that is going on third world country send them to the front lines of war what's that picture look like uh the picture is just a standing shot of young uh, prophet i think i may have won that one i got uh, the spike lee mention yeah yeah i mean there's nothing that was the introduction of Rabel Eiffel to the world it is and uh you know mine is more like a uh like a character design sketch than anything else. Like Yeah, like a Marvel Universe po- yeah. pose or something. So, yeah, you get that. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> um, this one is called Above. Sentinel flies overhead directing the away team's battle against the soldiers of Kusain. Notes. When Rob first wanted to get into comics, he was afraid to go to the two larger comic companies. But he, but he did. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was the first two companies I worked for, I right. do believe. And this one's a picture of Sentinel flying past a thing of smoke with his tiny little baby feet. Tiny little baby feet. They're yeah. there, yeah, but they are tiny. Okay, mine. Uh, the tag is uh, evolution. And according to Liefeld, much of the concept behind Youngblood evolved as a result of growing up in the MTV generation. Music videos in front of your face at all time. All those commercials and fast images. Twenty-four hours news networks. And the uh, the images. I think this is actually the cover of Youngblood number two. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think you win that one. That's that's a much better drawing. Yeah, no feet at all. No feet. Yeah. Uh, multiple characters yeah, crowded together unnaturally. Yeah, you you get the the big reveal of Liefeld loving MTV. Right, I, yeah. I think you win that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm pretty excited about this one. This one's Warplay. To combat war is just a game with toy soldiers because this is one of my favorite images on any of the cards. I love that character. Combat. He's got. A huge gun that makes no sense he's got some uh shoulder pad armor shoulder pads and like headgear that are amazing yeah and tiny feet that are hidden behind a rock yep so that's pretty great i've I've seen this image before and I do love it that is pretty great and uh, I think you definitely won this one because <coughs> uh, mine is uh, it's tagged far away uh the government just or the government put psychotic dampers or psychic dampers on sci-fire and shut down his telepathic skills. He is part of the away team so that the United States press cannot report on this par- paroled criminal's heinous international activities. Mm. It, it is just a headshot of fire and I'm going to guess Sentinel. It is pretty awful. That's Yeah, it kind of looks like they just got new haircuts and they're showing them off. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think I won that one. Yeah, yeah, Awesome. We only have two more. Yep. Okay, I've got a repeat. This is the same exact card that I lost on the first round of Gage running down the side of the skyscraper. All right, with all his right. shoulder pads and his tiny feet. Uh, mine is uh, it's called half breed. Uh, being a half breed of human and cat wolf. <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you win. <laughs> Uh, Wouldn't that be a third breed, I guess? Uh, Cougar wasn't outcast from his race. He went to the States uh, with his mother. (laughs) Uh, He and his mother must now keep the location of their alien-like race a secret so that they will not be exploited by any governments. And uh, the, the image is just a tight shot of... Cougar's face. Oh, that's that's a close one, too. They're both kind of equal. Although, Uh, I will say, Cougar, this character here, is the uh, character who I wrote a short story for Rob Liefeld to illustrate. It was starring Cougar. Nice. And uh, I sent it to him back in, like, February? was, like, March, February. And I still haven't heard back. So I'm not sure if he's... He's probably drawing it right now. Sure. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Cougar is one of my favorite characters because of that. Because he's also Timberwolf from the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> he's also rogue. Look at his hair. That's true as well. Um, okay. Yeah. This one is a three character shot. It says Target ahead. Riptide, Brahma, and Sapphire head towards Kusain's headquarters. So I got three characters and maybe two feet? I can't tell. I think this guy has feet. Uh, a little bit, yeah. But uh, that's kind of a lame shot. Yeah. It's just the three of them running with some water, and it's uh, Brahma, Riptide, and uh, Sapphire. Yeah. And Brahma is of course uh, huge because he's uh, three embryos in one. That's right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. His poor mother. Yeah. Uh, mine is a repeat. It is the cover to Yumbla number two again. Aww. uh So I'm going to go ahead and give that to you. you yeah. It yeah. Okay. Because so I, mean, it... I think the shot is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Plus, you've already got one of these. Right. Yeah. You've already got two of these cards. <laughs> right, uh, right. Right. So, how many, how many did you end up with? I got there two. It's... I got ten. Well, then I guess by math, I should also have ten. Unless you have twelve. <coughs> I have eleven? <11? laughs> hey, wait a minute. It says ten cards per pack. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six. six. Yeah, I've definitely got Ten. No, yeah, I have ten. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, so we so tied. We had a pretty, pretty good, yeah. pretty good game. Yeah. Good game of Life, Yeah, no, no one loses when you play Life, Young <laughs> Youngblood. Oh, I'm gonna have to try to make a set of these. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Oh, those are yours to keep Oh, on. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's just a little teaser of uh, things I could bring over to trade for this battle. valentine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that was a uh, fun uh, diversion. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. I kind of think I know why you did that, so thank you. <laughs> sure. Uh, unfortunately, <coughs> I don't have really anything else going on, so uh, I got nothing. How, how can you top a game of this Young, Young War? It was pretty yeah. great. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pick a movie, and uh, we'll call this an even. All, right. all right. All right. So the movie that I'm going to pick is a documentary. Oh. Uh maybe might even be labeled as a rockumentary. Oh we are gonna watch a little movie called A Band Called Death. Oh wow, sweet. I'm excited to see really? this. Yeah. Awesome. Cool? Really? A band called Death. Yes. And this isn't this isn't the heavy metal death from no. the eighties. No it is this not. is like a punk band, right? Uh punk band from the mid seventies. Uh there were three African American brothers who lived in Detroit. And basically, they're kind of around before punk. You don't need to be redundant and say they're African-American and brothers. Well, but, 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 <laughs> all right, good night, everybody. All right. All right.